It is nine minutes after 10. You are listening to the Heritage Day edition of the Talking Point here on SAFM. My name is Oliver Dixon with you up until 12 this morning. 086-000-2032. Give us that call. Uh, this hour, I'd love your engagement. The entire hour, we'll be speaking about sand parks and the various operations within the sand parks value chain. And of course, uh, different stakeholders across that value chain will be speaking to us this hour so that we can understand sand parks a little bit better. But it, the role it plays to our national story. It's important because our heritage is captured in a lived experience in what makes up our natural environment and how we interact with that natural environment. And in part around, in part of our Heritage Day celebration should be uh, reinscribing into our public and social conversation the role that our natural environment, our parks play and how we need to be able to protect them, to advance them, to enhance them, perhaps even how they can boost our economy. Um, Sandparks plays a very big role in our tourism economy, and that is very, very important. Uh, we're going to be speaking a little bit later on in the hour to Navashni Governor, who's a senior manager for conservation uh, at Sandparks. We're going to be speaking about the over 200 species of indigenous uh, plants that they have in the nursery uh, across Sand Parks nurseries. We're also going to be speaking uh, to Jeremiah Machavi, who is a socio-ecologist at Sand Parks. And we're going to be speaking over there uh, about the cultural heritage um, of, of Sand Parks. Important conversation. But also the socio-economic transformation at Sand Parks. For very long, it has been that the environment of our natural environment, the parks, the ownership of the natural world in this country is still very much skewed uh, along racialized lines. Very few, if any, uh, for instance, previously disadvantaged people in this country have ownership of just wildlife. One, we shouldn't be owning wildlife, but game farms, for instance. Game farm. Other than the president, do you know any other black person that owns a game farm and deals in game? Do you? wildlife anyone else that owns conservation uh i guess conservation farms do you know anyone give us that call 086 we're going to be having those conversations but right now i want us to speak to a ranger out at uh, uh sand parks who's a regional ranger at sand parks Tiniko Hulele. Tiniko, good morning ma'am how are you doing Fine and you, and thank you for having me. I'm fantastic. I'm happy to have you, and thank you for availing yourself to speak to us. Firstly, other than wearing that, what seems like a camouflage, uh, you know, what do you call it, overall suit, and walking in the hot sun, looking for things with very high tech equipment. That's because that's my impression of rangers. What do rangers actually do? <laughs> thank you. Um, as rangers, what we do is uh, on our day-to-day uh, activity, we, 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 we check, we patrol our boundaries, uh, the detection zone. We check the, whether we've caught uh, encases within our boundary, either west, western boundary, southern boundary, northern boundary. Uh, the northern boundary with um, Zimbabwe, the eastern boundary with Mozambique the southern boundary with South Africa and the western boundary with our western community. So we check whether we've got encases in day-to-day activities. So encases, I'm referring to the infiltration, the human, human, human spore coming in 
or human tracks coming into the park for illegal activities. And we ensure that we monitor species, uh, the fauna and flora. Um, we ensure that uh, there is enough water in the pool for animals to drink. We ensure that the species are safe. And we also do aerial surveillance, uh, aerial patrol. And with aerial surveillance, the advantage of it, you can cover a large area in, in a day, in a specific time. And we can even cover say, 2,000 hectares in, 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 in two hours. So, so, some, so some ranges are also pilots? Yes, yes we've, got, um, we've got ranger pilots, we've got engineers, we've got uh, technology experts in, in conservation. We, we, we've got um, uh, the, the K-9 handling. So we've got uh, different uh, expertise in conservation. Yeah. 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 So that explains all of that high-tech equipment that you guys use, because you guys are dealing with engineers and stuff over there. Uh, ex- mm. Tell me what those machines are, by the way. When a ranger walks around with that thing that looks like a cell phone, but it's like an iPad with massive antennas, it makes those beeping sounds. What are you guys doing when you do that? Yeah, you know, you know, you know, when we go on a patrol on a daily basis, we've got the cyber tracker. So cyber you got a what? Is what is a cyber tracker? Cyber, yeah, cyber oh, tracker. Okay. Yeah, and we've got cameras in everywhere. So we've got um, the near-cut system. We've got um, um, the the helicopter, which can operate, you know, everything that can operate at night. So right. we've got a range of equipment that... Uh, can assist us in terms of our law enforcement operations to be more effective and efficient. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very, very interesting to me. Um, poaching is a big problem, uh, especially in the Kruger, right? Uh, I, I read not too long ago that about 3.5 rhinos are being lost to poaching per day. Are, yes. Do we not have enough rangers? Why are we losing the fight against poaching? We, we do have... Um, enough ranges in the park and we also have environmental monitors opera- uh, operating from our neighboring communities. Right. So, uh, poaching is still a threat or it's still a challenge in the protected areas in, in, in the continent, especially in, Afri- in, in South Africa. Uh, the biggest challenge with regards to poaching is illegal demand. It's a, it's a, it's a high demand on mm. illegal markets for rhino homes. So, but uh, as rangers, we what we normally do, what I normally do uh, on my day-to-day uh, activity is that I, I, I do sort analysis on every day. I, 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 I review my sort analysis. I check my manpower, resources, technology, and we, we, we use um, well-trained ranges for, for clandestine operations, for a seven-day training deployment, for a month deployment in the fall. And we also have stakeholders that are assisting us. We've got uh, SNDF deployment in, in, in the, uh, to fight this as uh, sprint. Oh, wow. Um, so so, so, yeah. so let, let's pause there for a second. What does that mean? You have guys who are rangers, but they go underground into the communities, get intelligence, see who's yes. being paid yes. to poach, and then you you guys close down on those people. Is It sounds like a movie, but is that what happens? Yeah, we've got the environmental crime investigation unit. We've got a, a sub Environmental so, Crime Investigation Investigation Unit. Yes. Ah, okay. And, yeah, and uh, we don't make uh, an isolation at Twitter National Park or the South African National Park. So part of our opportunities in law enforcement operation is that with with our external stakeholders such as SANDF, we've got uh, SANDF deployment in the uh, Kruger National Park. 
we're working with such top teams. So we're working with crime intelligence. We're working with those people with expertise that come and train our our, our employees. So mm. we are well equipped in terms of knowledge and skills. We're well equipped in terms of resources. We we do have our own uh, challenges in, in terms of infiltration, but we as as as, as rangers review our operation time time to time and to see how can we counter the threat. Because yeah. if we if you we are to outbid coaches, we have to um, um, operate. Coaches uh, come in, into the park and they sleep under the tree. So if we are to break coaches on their game. We have to be highly equipped. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we have to be resilient in our operations. Yeah. Didn't you go? How, did, how did you become a ranger? Um, what, what drew you into the industry? What? what? What drew you into the industry? What was the attraction for you? Yes, my attraction is uh, it, 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 it was. Uh, because I was born in, in the Savannah Bayon, so I, I had this love and the connection to the to the to the Savannah Bayon. And um, when I see Kruger, then I said, "This is the area. This is my home. This is where I want to work." But right. I travel around the continent. I travel around the world. But it, it, the, the the connection that I had for for, for conservation and for nature, I thought I, I thought maybe it's the end of Africa, but then I realized that it, it's broad. Because when I went to National Park Services in USA, and then I realized that wow, this is the only. It's also an area that I felt like I can also also work. And mm. so when I simply went to 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 Rwanda, and I realized that how African people connect with the landscape, and how people embrace uh, the beauty of nature, and how they protect the landscape, how people benefit from the landscape, it touched my heart. Mm. So so. This is how I fell in love with conservation, and this is how I stay strong uh, in, in conservation. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I can only imagine that your job is difficult and also dangerous. Uh, I don't imagine it's an easy day out in the fields. Despite yeah. that, what what do you love most about going to work? Um, on a on a serious note, is that one thing that pushes me and what keeps me going is that. It, 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 it's the passion, the love, conservation. Uh, let me share my experience with the, the two patrols that I've conducted uh, this month uh, at night. Just just walking in the field at night, in the moonlight, and listening to the sound of the bush, it, 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 you realize how rich the continent, how rich our country mm. is of biodiversity. And just listening to the night sound, understanding the... The the, 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 the the behavior of animals at night it, it, it's so it's such um, beauty and uh, things that um, I don't know how to even explain it it's it, it seems, to me it's a blessing to be working in the in the, in the protected yeah. yeah yeah that's absolutely beautiful uh, one of my dreams in life is to do a a game drive but to walk <laughs> and but i'm too afraid to do that and and I, I absolutely morning game drives are my favorite but night ones just scare the hell out of me um mm. and when you say the sound of the bush at night it just the imagery that pops into my mind is absolutely a beautiful and i do want to experience it Dinigo, thank you so much for your time really really do appreciate it 
Uh, Tini Kokulele is a regional ranger at Sand Parks. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, we speak to Navashni Govender, who's a senior manager for conservation at Sand Parks.